Welcome to the Resilient Chat with Nat. I am Natasha O.M., your host for this podcast. As a female trauma survivor and a somatic trauma coach, I understand the healing journey can be overwhelming. I'm here to guide you to release your emotional trauma through mind, body, and soul connection so you can finally be free and thrive in your life. My intention is to create a ripple effect of love, growth, and consciousness. This is a space where I'll be sharing with you a combination of ancient and modern teachings to help you build resilience and move from pain to power. Today we have an amazing guest with us who is ready to share with all of us her wisdom and some of you might already know her. She is the creator of Australia's number one supplier of Yoni Eggs Yoni Pleasure Palace, founder of the Women's Nude Yoga Movement, and leading sexuality coach for women. So let's go ahead and welcome Rosie Rees. Welcome, Rosie. I'm so happy to have you on this podcast. I actually bought my first Yoni egg from the Yoni Pleasure Palace and was inspired by the Yoni egg practice that you taught. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank Maybe- you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so course. glad you got your first Yoni egg. <laughs> yeah, I got it a while ago and I loved it. I loved it. Mm. So before we dive into the topic of embracing sacred sensuality, I always ask people to share their resilient story. So would you mind sharing a little bit about your story? Yeah, so I I went to university and I guess I did what I thought I should do um, or what my parents wanted me to do and what I thought was the right thing to do. And I remember coming out of university going, you know, what? I'm more clueless right now than when I went in. And I ended up traveling and, and, you know, going on this full journey, which I'm really glad I did. But, you know, it wasn't until I found myself kind of four or five years later in an abusive relationship with a partner, Mm. um, you know, 15 kilos heavier than my, you know, my ideal body weight, drinking a lot of, Uh, alcohol, smoking a lot of cigarettes and just really not in a good place, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. And, you know, it wasn't until I realized kind of how, how low I had gotten. And it was in this Tony Robbins seminar. And I don't know if you know Tony Mm. Robbins, but it's called Unleash the Power Within. Yes. And he, we had this intervention and it was just a, this powerful experience. And I literally changed my life. Like it's, I know that sounds so cliche and there's a lot of other things that happened, but Mm. essentially I quit my corporate job. I Mm. went to India. I became a yoga teacher. I started nourishing my body. Mm. I ended the relationship and it was from going within that I was able to, you know, eventually where I am right now, which is running a seven figure business on like just I have staff that do it. I don't, it's not all me, but Mm -hmm. I created this on my own and I really believed in myself. And there was so many things that I had gathered along the way through yoga, through meditation, through a Jade Egg workshop. I went, stumbled across in Bali, like it all came together 
and I was able to launch these businesses that I now run. Um, and I, I'm just a, di a different person to what I was six years ago. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, that's just really powerful because to come from where, where you were and to now building a seven figure business, that's, that's amazing. And to really find that power within you that not a lot of people can, can do because like, to, let's face it, a lot of us, we all go through a lot of um, problems and emotional pain, but mm. to find back that power, it can be so tough because sometimes that pain like is like there behind your behind like at the back of your head whispering to you like oh um like trying to sabotage your your career or a new relationship let's say so that's really inspiring and thank you for sharing um, that thank you yeah. So then um, now you're running this Yoni Pleasure Palace, right? And yeah. yeah. So what got you into this work and what is um, sacred sensuality means to you? So I, I feel as though when I discovered yoga, um, mm -hmm. I it was half a yoga teacher training that I went to in India, but then it wasn't until I found Kundalini yoga um, a few years later that I started to be able to weave in sexuality with spirituality. And that's what I mm. love about Kundalini yoga. It really helped me access this power. You know, you were talking about this, you know, this power that, that we all have that's often quite suppressed. And it was amazing when I started to do Kundalini yoga every day, I realized how much I was pushing, you know, just, having addictions and having lots of different sexual relationships and kind of all of these distractions around me were taking me away from my power. And so this Kundalini yoga practice coupled with the Jade egg, which was this experience that I had in Bali where we put in a Jade stone egg inside of our vaginas and, and mm. did some of these sacred practices with it in mm. these two things combined just helped me switch on, like switch myself on, plug into this power source that I'd never really um, tapped into before. Yeah. And so it kind of just came, when I came back from Bali, I started talking to all my friends about this experience that I had and they were like, what's a jade egg? What's these yeah. crystal eggs that you're using? And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to start selling them because <laughs> I can talk and talk and talk about it, but it's not until someone actually experiences it. Exactly. And no one was doing it in Australia at the time. It was, it was a very foreign concept. Um, and so I just made it my business to source the highest quality crystals from all over the world and not just in jade, but in rose quartz, it's like obsidian, uh, red carnelian. There's certain stones that can't be used internally, so it's really important that you do get a, a GIA certified stone mm -hmm. um, or something really high quality, not just something random from a crystal shop Yeah. because um, you never know if there's dyes or um, yeah. resins or chemicals in it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, since then I've just created some online courses and meditations and certain things to help with using the egg because you can just put the egg inside you and walk around the house or you can do it and do it in a really sacred um, like a sensual way. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And how do you deal around, um, skepticism around about the yoni egg? Because, um, 
there are some people that are like, oh, really? You're going to put a crystal up your vagina and you think that's going to heal your trauma? You know, there are people that are like this. So sure. what can you say and to it's, that? It's usually <laughs> the skeptics that have the best or the most transformational experience. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's natural, I guess, for people to be a bit um, skeptical about it. Yeah. But if you, if you kind of look at history, it's been around for thousands of years. This is what mm. women used to use back in the day because back 5,000 years ago, we didn't have surgeries to essentially lift up our pelvic floor or our um, uterus, our bowel or our bladder after childbirth. So yeah. if a woman has had multiple childbirths, if you want to strengthen your vagina, and your vagina is a series of ligaments and muscles that you know, if you don't use them, Unfortunately, they do get weak. So I think it was ingenious of these women in ancient China to think, you know what, I'm just going to put a really high quality precious stone inside my vagina as a weight and, you know, to tone, to strengthen the pelvic floor muscles. And it works. It, it yeah. you know, I'm not just promoting it because they're my products, but when I wear the egg and when my customers and my clients wear the egg, they notice, they're like, I can feel more dexterity. I can feel more um, muscle awareness inside yeah. of my vagina. Like I can actually kind of grip the egg or I can actually isolate my left um, part of my vagina or my right side of my vagina. It's like you start to feel more in control of your bladder, um, yeah. of your orgasm. It's like it's, it's just a, it's essentially it's a weight lifting tool and you don't have to use a crystal if you don't want you can use glass or you can use silicon or metal but in my experience and I've used all of them mm -hmm. I 100% the nephrite jade egg which is our best seller is the highest quality stone non-porous so I don't see why in a crystal it makes total sense to me yeah yeah, I also think, I mean, I realized it um, in my practice as well, when I use the yoni egg, I think, you know, it's more of the intention as well, right? Like the intention that you put in before the practice, before you actually insert it, it really, really helps. And I've seen it um, in the woman that I work with, because I work with women um, who are dealing a lot with trauma, and I actually suggested her to try the yoni egg. And um, she, she put the intention to release fears. And after using the Yoni Egg um, practice, she was like releasing like a lot of fears. And um, even like her body was like telling her that these are fears. Like even she, um, she had like issues around the gallstones, which actually hold a lot of fears in the gallstones area. So it's a really, really powerful practice indeed. And, and it's, I love it. So thank you for spreading more of this um, beautiful practice. And I agree. It is all about intention. And especially with the crystal, you know, it holds vibrations. So whatever you, with anything in life, it's all about intention. You know, why am I drinking this glass of water? Why am I pulling this angel card? Why am I going for a run? You know, mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's like, what is your intention behind that? that? That kind of dictates how it's going to eventuate and how it's going to feel. Um, or how you're going to feel. So, you know, taking even if it's just 10 seconds to hold the stone on your heart and say, 
know, this is what I really want to get out of this practice. Mm. And it's just trusting that that intention will, um, will eventuate. And that's, it is about, you know, surrendering and opening. It's, mm. it's not easy for a lot of women to just mm. sit down and put a yoni egg in. Like a lot of women have uh, pelvic floor tension and um, find it quite hard to insert anything inside them. So even just resting the egg at the entrance of the vagina is revolutionary for them or just massaging the entrance to release tension. That for some women is like, you know, they'll work with that for a few months hmm. because it's not just about strengthening and toning. Like you said, it, it is about um, intention and yeah, just softening and being open yeah. to receive. We're so tight and tense all the time. Yeah. Particularly because we suck our tummies in. Hmm. When we suck our, our bellies in all the time to be more skinny, obviously it's around the beauty standards that we have. Yeah. On. <laughs> what that's doing is two things. It's like tightening your vagina and it's tightening your lungs. It's tightening your chest. You can't actually get a deep breath. If your belly's tensed and on all the time, nothing, you're not getting that depth and that fullness of breath and your vagina's, you know, not going to feel very open and receptive so it is about kind of relaxing into the practice as well yeah exactly and i also you mentioned about um becoming aware of the pelvic floor muscles and the yoni itself and so i always like to call it as a practice of coming home to your body and so why why do you think it's important for women or even men um, doesn't have, we don't have to necessarily talk about the yoni egg itself. Why do you think it's important for all of us to come home into our body? Mm. Well, all the work that I do is about women coming home to their body. So whether that's my new yoga workshops, my naked yoga workshops, or whether that's a coaching session or mm. women using the crystal pleasure wand or yoni egg, it's all about returning home. Uh, because we're so conditioned to live up in our mind, you know, our school system, the way it's structured is all intellect, you know, and thinking and logic. None of us are kind of taught to trust our bodies or to trust our sexuality. Hmm. We're all taught to be in the mind all the time, which in some cases is essential and important. But as a woman becoming more embodied, you become smarter, you become, you know, wiser. And you, yeah. you get to make better decisions and be, how, exert better boundaries for yourself because you know your body. Yes. And we're so, you know, we, we just operate throughout the day from a lot of people from the collarbones up, just from out. We're like walking mm. heads. Mm -hmm. And we're disconnected from the breasts down or even the belly button down. It's like actually when we can fully feel and touch and you know, express from our yoni and from our breasts and our heart, we feel more whole. It's just really a, not just returning home, but it's a return to wholeness. Hmm. It's like we've been told not to touch our vaginas or touch our breasts or it's naughty or it's dirty or no one else should do it either. Like unless it's behind closed doors or when you're married. This is what I was taught, you know. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, and then the, the problem is that we, we've become these adults yeah. in these bodies hmm. that are totally clueless about hmm. how to go about, like, because then we're taught to be multi-orgasmic. 
And then we're taught to be confident. You know, how the fuck are we meant to be multi-orgasmic and confident when we have never seen our vaginas, never touched ourselves yeah. and never not, we're not proud of our breasts. So we don't open our heart space in hmm. and we're guarded all the time. So we don't want to get hurt. It's like teaching women to be, and men to be in trust and in communication with their bodies. And, and, and one way of doing that is through touch, through yes. breath, through sound, through movement. Like there's so many little tools but it's all here. This, this clues are here in our body. It's through the breath, you know, it's through the movement. Yes. And they're the little clues that we're given as a human yeah. being. Yeah. And those are the simple things, you know, we forget to even just breathe. I mean, yes, we're breathing all the time or else we wouldn't be alive, but like to become aware of our breath and to just take those nice deep breaths we, f- we don't know. A lot of people don't know how to take a nice, full, deep breath. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And one, one exercise, one of my favorite exercises is yoni breathing, hmm. which is literally imagining like you're breathing in through your yoni, like really hmm. opening and letting the breath in and then letting the breath out and just imagine. And you can even incorporate exercise squeezes as you breathe in and relaxing when you breathe out because that's like a full body experience yeah oh that's so nice that sounds super nice (laughs) (laughs) so i want to actually um come back you meant you know we talk about shaming before an orgasm i'm from indonesia so there's a lot of um shaming around sexuality um i mean even vimeo is um is blocked (laughs) i don't know if it is still blocked i don't live there anymore but like there's like so much shaming on just like a woman um woman being addressing pretty or just i remember growing up like you know we we didn't get taught of um becoming aware of really our body like all parts of our body not just our freaking face (laughs) but all parts of our body there's still so much um shaming around around that so what do you think people can do to break the shame because i know that there's a lot of women and that are they just can't that they want to really feel themselves but at the same time they're afraid you know afraid of what others would say afraid of um judgment that oh if you if you are feeling yourself let's say you are um disgusting you know it's it's really labeled as that you know the thing that keeps coming through when you're talking is have the courage to Mm. be different Mm. have the courage in your friendship circle in your family to be the black sheep you know, for me, no one in my family, in my, even my extended family is like mm-hmm. me. Absolutely no one. And you know what? They're not interested. And that's totally fine. They're, this isn't their journey. Mm-hmm. But just because they were different to me, you know, they, they all have kind of corporate jobs and, mm-hmm. um, you know, their life is, I guess, more stereotypical typically normal than than mine I remember in grade eight I I asked my friendship group to meditate with me and they all thought I was really weird for asking them to meditate with them (laughs) 
And so I didn't even know how to meditate at um, <laughs> 11, 12 years old, but I wanted to do it. Mm. So I think it's having the courage to touch your body, have the courage to go to that workshop, to listen to that podcast, have the courage to tell your partner, I'm just going into this bed bedroom. Um, please, you know, I want to have complete privacy. I want to be able to make as much sound as I want. I want to be able to look at myself in the mirror. I want to be able to open my legs and look at my yoni. Like have courage to go where you haven't gone before. And mm. this body is, is the starting ground. This is the foundation. Because if you want to be able to educate your daughters or educate other people, you have to start with yourself. And the thing is we're not taught by our parents or our school system or our religion to be in our body. We're actually, it's kind of, we're conditioned to really trust other people and um, to, to trust the mind. So yeah. it's, it's kind of going against the grain. It's definitely not normal what I'm suggesting here, but at the same time, why, why are we not taught to be at home in our bodies? It exactly. seems absurd when you're talking about it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're we're here, humans. You know, we're here as um, we're here in this body. This, like we can touch ourselves. This is like, like a physical thing. Our our body here. So yeah, it's it's what we're supposed to do to come back home and just feel this vessel that carries our soul. Absolutely. Yeah. And you mentioned before about having courage to be different. And I feel like this applies for, for everything, not just about your sensuality, sexuality, but really diving into the unknown. This applies, this can apply for everything. So um, if you can put it into a sentence, what what does sacred sensuality means to you? Mm, sacred. Well, I feel like sensuality is sacred. Mm -hmm. So sensuality is being tapped into your senses. And so your, your smell, your taste, your touch, what you're hearing around you, you know, what you're feeling. And I feel like adding the word sacred into that is just bringing like I've kind of coined this hashtag on Instagram called sensual eating. And I like to weave sacred sensuality into absolutely everything in life, mm. whether that's the dinner that you're eating or the drink that you're sipping on, or even when you're sitting on the toilet, like how are you sitting? How are you feeling? Mm. Even when you moisturize your body, um, when mm. you wash your hair, you know, the way you do things, it's like just adding that sacredness to your sensual activities. And really, if you think about it, everything is, is sensual. You're a sensual being. Um, and I think we've got this completely mistaken with sex sexuality and sensuality are very, very different. You know, sexuality is obviously very sensual, mm -hmm. but it's localized in the genitals a lot of the time. And bringing in sensuality is like bringing in that orgasmic sexual feeling into every limb of your body, every cell, so as you can have orgasmic experiences in anything you do. And I remember the first time I had like a, um, it felt like a heart orgasm. It was, I was getting this bodywork session from a tantric practitioner and I was surprised to kind of 
realize that it wasn't a sexual experience, that he was moving energy in my heart and up into my throat. And I was having these experiences of like, move, like actually almost like this choking and then this sound and letting out this, these sounds out of my mouth that I'd never heard before. And yeah. all I can put it down to feeling was like having an orgasm in my heart and in my throat. Like it just felt this beautiful body orgasm I'd never experienced in my life. And I didn't yeah. even think it was possible. And it just made me realize it's like, actually anything you do can be a sensual experience. Yes, 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 anything. <laughs> so can you please give um, some, pe some tips for the people at home or wherever they are right now that are listening um, on how they can integrate um, a, this sacred sensuality into their everyday practice? Because you mentioned, um, you know, it's, it's an everyday thing, like doing you can apply sensuality in this sacred, um, sacred, uh, sacred approach to your everyday, everyday life, right? To like from the way that you're drinking, or you, as you said, sitting on the toilet. So, um, but there are a lot of people that really just don't know where to begin, and they might feel like, "Oh, this is weird that I'm gonna drink this water <laughs> with um, sensually." Um, so can you give some tips on how people can begin that? Mm. And if I can use a different word to help yeah, you along this experience, or if, if people are a bit resistant to hearing this, you can just liken the word sensuality to mm -hmm. presence. The way I see it is sensual eating, for example, like, yes, it's sensual, but it's also just bringing presence to what I'm eating. And actually looking at the food, smelling it, tasting it when I eat it, like eating it slowly. Like we are just, a lot of us just binge eat, like just, you know, don't even bring consciousness. It's just bringing that presence and consciousness to everything. And I think the best way to kind of weave this in is to, when you first wake up in the morning, it's like, what, what do you do? Obviously after going to the toilet, actually, yeah, you can, like I said, you can bring sensuality to just the way you're sitting on the toilet and maybe taking your first conscious breaths of, of the day. And then this morning, for example, I sat down on my yoga mat while my partner was sleeping still. And I just did a nice kind of sensual practice um, naked on my mat. Mm -hmm. And I just brought awareness. And when I breathed, I just, it's like, wow, I'm so grateful for breathing for this mm. body it's like that's another word you can liken to sensuality is gratitude mm. it's actually just bringing that gratitude that presence that consciousness to your movements and then when you're drinking your coffee in the morning you know every sip it's like oh my god you know just yeah feeling it go down your throat and just feeling the warmth in your tummy and feeling the, the effect it has on your nervous system or cup of tea or whatever it is um, and then, you know, it's, it's, it can be even like what you wear during the day. You know, I don't wear many clothes at all. And, and I rarely wear bras anymore. Like for example, what I'm wearing now is just like a really loose dress. Hmm. That hmm. makes me feel sensual. And I, I hate wearing a bra. <laughs> yeah. Wear a bra. Wear underwear. <laughs> and wear your hair in a way that feels like let it out. And this is something I instruct the women in my workshops so in the naked yoga workshops, I get them to, at one point in the yoga, I'm like, take out your hair. 
because we're so mm. used to just putting it back, mm. um, you know, pulling it tight. Mm. The way you kiss your partner, like a lot of people just kiss little pecks, you know, and they don't actually open mouth, sensual kiss their partner every day. And, you know, this takes discipline, you know, this takes consistency. Yeah. I, and I always say, if you open mouth, kiss your partner every day, your relationship will survive. Because you, mm. you know, that's that there's this chemistry and this, um, you know, you're sharing saliva and it's and it's passionate mm. and it's sensual. And mm. honestly, it's it's a, what a lot of relationships are missing. Don't worry about sex, actually, just focus on kissing. Mm. Yeah, and that's a huge okay. tip. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great tip. <laughs> and um, you mentioned before about. Mm be becoming present and becoming just like feeling all the gratitude with everything that you do so then would you say it's just being really totally mindful of the experience each experience that you have in life yeah that you know for me that's what brings so you can't be sensual and be stressed at the same time. Hmm. You can't be stressed and be sensual at the same time. And, you know, I feel like as a whole, as a society, we are stressed. We are highly strung. We're anxious. We're depressed. Hmm. But if you are weaving in sensuality, whether that's massaging your breasts every day, whether that's, you know, brushing your hair with, total presence and being really slow it's slowing everything down and that's something else you'll realize when you're being sensual is you start to speak slower you start to think slower you start to move slower and you yeah you feel more at home in your body um, and at the same time you cannot and it try try and be stressed and sensual it's freaking impossible <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, but as you said, a lot of people are are stressed, so it's so difficult for them to even just like break that stress. I mean, say they come home from their stressful work, and then they straight away turn on the TV, and that TV is already a factor, plays in a factor into their stress, you know. So yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, it can be it can be difficult, but. Yeah, I just, as you said, just becoming aware and weaving in that sensuality and that mindful, just, just like maybe breathing, right? Would you say that could be like the sensual first breathing? Hmm. Absolutely. You know, we are a sum of our habits, hmm. of our repetitious habits every day. And, you know, as they say, what fires together, what wires together, fires together. What fires together, wires together. So whatever you keep doing repeatedly, exactly. it just becomes your norm. And so if you exactly. create, this is your norm, before you know it, in a few months' time, you will be eating your dinner over the space of a half an hour rather than five minutes. You will hmm. be, you know, standing a bit taller and your heart being a bit wider. You will be improving your breath mm -hmm. and more radiant. It's just a matter of kind of making these little habits. It might just be one or two habits that you feel resonate for you now. 
but then it'll rub off on your partner and it'll rub off on your friends and people want to spend time in your field because they want to feel, they want to feel how you're feeling. Yeah. 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 It's kind of making this peaceful environment here with you and really enjoying this body that you've been given, you know, and one way of doing that is just gratitude, presence, slowing down, bringing consciousness to whatever you're doing, no matter how mundane. And mm. that sounds crazy and you've probably mm. heard it before, but you can bring this to washing up. You can bring this to hanging out the washing. It's just bringing that awe to everything. Yeah, yeah. And we all radiate what we have within. So imagine if every single person on earth is actually doing this, doing this practice. <laughs> it would be better. <laughs> We would feel so good and we'd all be bouncing off each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> soaking it up, soaking up that beautiful sensual vibration. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hmm. More free. Hmm? Yeah. So then before we finish, do you have any last advice that you would like to give to our listeners? Well, come and do a nude yoga workshop with me for sure. If you're in Australia or um, hopefully the US soon, I'll be teaching. So definitely, even if you can't reach me, go and get your own yoga mat and do your own nude practice. Get really familiar with your naked body. You know, do it in front of the mirror. And that, that really starts to build this awareness of your body. And rather than looking at your body and, and criticizing it or scrutinizing it in the mirror, Look, at, you look in your eyes. When you go to look in the mirror, when you wash your hands after the bathroom or you're after a shower or you catch a glimpse of yourself in the reflection, capture your eyes. Like actually look into your eyes and repeat something empowering. And this is what I mean about repetition. Like you've got this, Rosie. You're doing so well today. I'm really proud of you. Like be that, be that reminder, that positive reminder that you need. Someone else is not going to do it for you. Hmm. you know, you've got to actually do this for yourself. Exactly. And so starting to get being naked is just a bit of a metaphor, really. It's symbolic for stripping back these masks, yeah. stripping back these layers that don't serve us anymore. Like when you do your own yoga practice and just put something on YouTube and find a nice yoga practice that relates to you. Yeah. But you can just imagine like, what are you taking off? What do you want to not carry anymore in your day and create the half an hour of you time, whether that's the morning or the evening or in the middle of the day, find that half an hour. And it doesn't sound like a long time, but you know, really use that to fulfill yourself up. Hmm. Use your yoni egg in that time. Um, do your yoga practice, do your sensual breathing, whatever it is you can do, and then just start from there. Yeah, and you mentioned being naked. I actually um, said in in my wedding vow um, to my husband, it's like, love is naked. Love is simply being naked, you know, emotionally naked, physically naked. It's all of that bringing down our our walls and our barriers. So I, I love that. I love that you brought that up. Oh, that's really beautiful. And, you know, that's what we experience in these workshops is pure, vulnerable nudity on, on an emotional and a physical level. Like, and, and you feel so bonded, not hmm. just with yourself, but with the women in the room that are complete strangers. You just never, ever forget the women that you journey in that workshop together. So 
maybe I'll come to you one day and we'll, I'll um, facilitate something for you. Yeah, yeah. Come, um, come to Barcelona. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, then. So where can people find you? So if you go to yonipleasurepalace.com, you'll find all our crystal pleasure toys and yoni steams, menstrual cups, massage mm -hmm. oil for your breasts, um, you name it. Uh, you can go to rosyreese.com and that's basically my coaching um, and my workshops. My, I actually teach a, a facilitator training now to teach women how to become a nude yoga or a naked awakening facilitator. So if that's something that you'd love to do, that's definitely an option now for women who, who want to become trained under me. Mm -hmm. And there's also nakedawakening.com.au. So they're, they're the three websites that I run. Amazing. And I will leave all of these links underneath in the description. Thank you, beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Mm. Thank you thank so you. much. It's such an honor to talk to you today. All right, guys, that is all for today. I really hope you have enjoyed this episode or taken some kind of valuable lesson out of this. And if you don't know what yoni eggs are, if you're a woman and curious to know what yoni eggs are, go ahead and check out her website, Yoni Pleasure Palace. I have the links down below. And for men as well, if you're curious what yoni eggs are and you want to introduce this tool to your wife, girlfriend, you know, go ahead and, and check out the website. Other than that, you know, thank you so much for listening to the Resilient Chat with Nat. Be sure to subscribe to listen to more uplifting conversations and teachings. And take a screenshot of this podcast and tag me on Instagram at N-A-T-H-A-S-Y-A-O-M. So I know that you're listening, learning, and growing. Other than that, if you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast to be found by people who are on their healing or personal growth journey. And if you have any questions, send an email to hello at wellnesswithaku.com. That's A-K-K-U. And I will make sure to get your question answered in one of the episodes. So be sure to tune in for the next episode and I will talk to you next time. I cannot wait to share more with you.